every position I got a diamond at. But if I'm not getting a Mushu, you ain't getting a Jeremy. <laughs> what? I feel like a young no more. Write to us. We're very friendly. <laughs> Much love. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's be happy. 2020 is now in the past. 2021, New Year, new me, all that nonsense. But actually, I think I'm going to get into it a little bit this year. Um, happy New Year to everybody. So happy to be back. Episode number 45 of Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy. As you can see uh, for today, you got just me again, just Jeremy here. Uh, we are expecting Matt back later this week. But before we kind of get into everything... Um, Kind of just want to be open with you guys, let you guys know where we are and what all is going on going on now. Um, to start off, uh, here at the Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy team, uh, we are sad to say that uh, Chris will no longer be joining us on, on the show uh, due to you know some personal circumstances. He won't be able to make it anymore, and uh, we wish him nothing but the best uh, from here at the show. And he knows that at any given time, he's more than welcome to come back. There's always a chair open for him. So, Chris, thank you for everything you did. And, man, like we tell everybody else, especially to you, though, much love, man, and thank you for everything you did. On a brighter side, though, on a brighter side, the NFL season did end today. Regular season is finished. We made it through the 17, 18 weeks, whatever it was this year. And playoffs will be coming up in a, right around the corner. Uh, I'm going to wait for Matt to come back to kind of expand on that, give you guys our ideas, our opinions on who has an opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl, who we think has a chance to move on after the first round, and all that good stuff. But I got to go back to some sad news again. I predicted the Miami Dolphins to win the AFC East. And I was wrong. However, a team that was not supposed to win a single game last year, I think they ended up winning four, went on this year to win 10 football games in the NFL. That right there is an incredible story in itself. Congratulations to everybody within the Dolphins organization. Congratulations to Coach Brian Flores, who I hope is Coach of the Year this year with everything that he was able to do over there. It is absolutely incredible. So I was wrong on my first prediction. That's the first one I've gotten wrong so far. So it hurts a little bit more. Stings a bit, but it's okay. I can move on from it. Because I said we are going to have three titles here in our 2020 seasons. Although this one's carrying over to 21. I said the Los Angeles Rams will win the Super Bowl and complete the trifecta. Good news is they squeaked on into the playoffs. The, Dolph uh, the Dolphins, the Rams went ahead and beat the uh, Cardinals today. Guaranteeing themselves a playoff spot. They will be going up against the Seattle Seahawks. They had one game where the Seahawks could do absolutely nothing against them. And they had another game where the Seahawks did everything against them. So this next game should be really, really exciting. You know, here at the show, we're hoping the Rams win. We want our L.A. trifecta very, very bad. 
Last piece of news. We want to congratulate our fantasy football winner of the season. That's right. We, don't forget, guys. We still had that going, and it just wrapped up today. So congratulations to Sadie Tafoya, who was beating up the runner-up, Mariah Tafoya. Family members that actually joined with us. We're very appreciative of them joining with us. And congratulations to both of them. And I'm actually going to change it up a little bit. I had said the winner would get a piece of time with us. Get to come on the show. We'll talk about whatever they want to talk about. All that good stuff, right? I'm going to allow both of them at any time of their choosing to come on here on the show with Matthew and I and chop it up, and we'll talk about whatever you guys want. You guys just have to let us know. So congratulations again to the two of you guys. I did not do very well. I did not make the playoffs by, by one game, and it was like by five points. It was really annoying, but it's okay. Maddie made a little bit of a run. By the end of the day, congratulations to the two of you. Look forward to having you guys on the show really, really soon. Now, we got MLB stuff to talk about today. The stuff that I want to talk about is the fact that there is nothing going on. Absolutely nothing is going on unless you're the San Diego Padres. Every team has been cutting salary all around their organization. And it's really got me a little worried about this upcoming season and competitive. Every team is going to be competitive and try to win. Right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we want. We don't want to see teams tanking the whole year. Understand if you suck about halfway point, you realize you're not going to do anything. Give those young guys a chance. Let's see if you guys make some noise with them. Otherwise, just let them get their ABs or let them get their innings in, whatever it may be. But if you are choosing before the season even starts to tank, that is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And you work in a billion-dollar industry. I know you guys can find the money to fill out your organizations to be competitive. There are too many superstars still on that free agent market that should no longer be there. We are in January. Spring training is two months away. Don't wait. I I don't know what the thing is, but the past three, four years, everybody is waiting. I remember the Manny Machado, Bryce Harper issues. Or not issues, but free agencies. I think they went all the way up until like February before the two of them were signed. To me, these things are ridiculous. We need to get it over with. Allow teams to build now. I will give it to them that they aren't too sure about the rules. DH, no DH, this, that, whatever it may be. Expanded rosters again. I believe they're going to continue playoffs, the expanded playoffs. So more teams will get in, which should be meaning more teams want to compete. Got to get out there and compete. There's a there's a line that we used to hear back in high school during sports, like be an athlete and go out there and compete. I'm looking at these organizations and everybody in the front office. My message to you, be an athlete and go out there and compete. Get the talent you need to go out on that field, perform the best you absolutely can. Because it should not be this quiet in January at all. We need to get back on track in the baseball world, get things moving, figure out. I need something to talk about. These baseball people need something to talk about. Give us something. I, I'm i really excited until when Matt comes back because I think he kind of downplayed the Padres trades. He doesn't see them as too big of a deal, but I looked at him and I was like, hmm, 
These guys are going to make some noise. I got a, a DM the other day uh, regarding the team. Kind of telling me one of them's replacing um, Clevenger and one of them's uh, he thinks is going to replace uh, Dimson Lament. Let's say that is the case. That you're going to replace these guys in the rotation. Is Blake Snell better than Mike Clevenger? To me, he is. I would take Blake Snell every day. Is Blake Snell better than Lamette? To me, he is better than Lamette. So there's already an upgrade. Let's look at the other one. You Darvish. This guy just came off a top three finish in Cy Young. Taken, given that it was a 60-game season, I don't care. This guy's always had dominant stuff. It's whether or not he's confident in himself to go out there and do it. And I think he's showing some more confidence as he's aging. I want to say he's like 32 already, so... That confidence should be there already. Now, I'm going to do the same thing. Is he better than Lament? To me, you Darvish is better than Lament. Is you Darvish better than Clevenger? See, now that's maybe where you can have a little bit of debate. But at the end of the day, I'm taking Darvish. No matter what all the Dodger haters say, thinking that he costed the Dodgers uh, World Series in 2017, this guy is a great pitcher, does a lot of great stuff. So, we've already shown that there's two upgrades in that rotation that are better than their aces. This team is contending. This team is going to win 90 games this season. And I can't wait to argue with Matty about this. I just can't wait because I know he's on the other side. He's what a lot of Dodger people have been saying on the forums. It don't matter. We got this. We got that. Dodgers in five. Blah, 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 blah. Not so simple. It is not so simple anymore. But I'm going to go ahead and make sure I save that for another day because I really want to get into it. Um, I think the only piece of news I have for everybody is that uh, George Springer is down to two teams. Who the two teams are, I don't know. Probably the Mets and Toronto. And I think he wants over $130 million in his contract, which is absurd to me, but whatever. He thinks he's worth that. He's probably going to get that. And the other piece of news is that the Dodgers are in on DJ LeMahieu. Whether it's just a courtesy call or not, I'm not too sure what it is. Uh, not enough has been announced. But, you know, uh, that'd be a very interesting pickup, especially if you lose Justin Turner for to free agency if he decides to take money or whatever it may be. DJ LeMahieu is a professional hitter, 32 years old. I would give him the four-year contract, $80 million, $50 million, whatever, somewhere in that range, because he's going to be worth it. He should get similarly to the same deal as Justin Turner did when the Dodgers went ahead and gave him, I think it was four years, $60 million. Same kind of player. Versatile player on the defensive side. Can pick it. He's a good defender. And he smokes the ball. No, he's not a 30 home run guy. At Dodger Stadium, he's probably like a 20, 22 home run guy, maybe. But a 300 above 300 average, has a very high on base, and he fits the Dodgers' organizational idea of versatility, which works perfectly. So this is me saying, if the Dodgers get him, they're set. But we have to wait again to find out what's going on. So I'm going to go ahead and move over to the NBA. Wow, NBA, man. We're already like seven, eight games in. 
and I've never seen this many blowouts. I'm not too sure what it is. I don't know if it's that the game that's played today is not sustainable. So on any given night, this can happen, especially if you live and die by that three-pointer and it's not falling for you. You're going to get blown out every single night. Not every single night. But you're going to get blown out more than likely. Not enough teams have an inside presence, whether it's the big man, the mid-range shooter, the guys that can just get to the basket. Everybody relies on that 3 and D. And the D is not very good. Whether the rules are tainted to make it work that way or not, the defense, no good. And this is watering down the play that we're getting. Exceptionally, it's watering it down. Watering it down exceptionally? I think that's what I'm going for. But still, how exciting can it be knowing that more than likely you're going to watch a blowout? I said on the last episode, Christmas Day was nothing but blowouts. As It is still you know, a little entertaining, but at some point, these fans are going to get tired of it. Now, I'm wondering if a change of rules to help the defensive side would absolutely, like, actually help give you a better product because now I'm not seeing Trey Young go to the free throw line 10 times a night or James Harden go to the free throw line 10 times a night mastering this whole thing of a foul. It's one thing to kind of do a move and the foul occurs, right? It's another thing, it's another thing when your whole game is designed to be at the free throw line. If I make it, I make it. Hell yeah, whatever. But if I get to the free throw line, I usually book it. That's what I got to assume is a conversation. It's not fun for the fans. Shouldn't be fun for the players. It doesn't look fun when they're guarding these guys and there's sticky-tacky fouls. I think uh, Steve Nash came out the other day and said, it's not basketball. And he was speaking on Trey Young, who's been doing this move where he gets in front of the defender, lets the defender kind of bump him from behind, and kind of just jacks up a shot. It's not basketball. It's not basketball to see somebody hold the ball for 20 seconds, take a awful three, or throw it to the corner and hoping somebody makes a three. It's not fun. I hope they really change this and the NBA takes a better look at themselves and sees what they need to do. Because I usually can watch Lakers play 82. I'll usually watch anywhere from about 50 to 60 games. That's about right. 20 games where... I just don't feel like watching it that day. I'm not around that day. Whatever it may be. There's 70 games. And I don't think I'm going to make it to 40. Just because it's not as entertaining to watch. I love these tight games. For instance, Lakers. Today. January 3rd. Against the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant. Was an ugly game, but I was at least interested. Because it was close until that last two and a half minutes when the Lakers went on a 13-0 run. That is something I, I don't mind seeing. If it's blowout at the end, I don't mind it. But give me a tight game throughout, and it's going to be entertaining. But speaking of those Lakers, they're now 5-2, and two, second in the West. And they're right where I thought they would be. Not worried about them at all. They look like they're not necessarily clicking on all cylinders. They're checking a lot of boxes that I need to see. Like I said, they won today on an ugly win. However, at the end of the day, you got to learn how to win ugly if you're going to be a champion. And that's what they're doing right now. 
So super excited about that. We had the Suns, though. I had the Suns in the, like I said, I had the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. However, they were going from like the 7 or 6 seed. They are the number one seed right now in the Western Conference, the Wild Wild West. And it's amazing, and I'm super excited to see it. I am all about it right now. The Suns are 5-1, and one, and I don't know if it's really Chris Paul or that the organization has a mindset where they can now win. Booker saw like, hey, we can actually win a couple ball games. We did it in the bubble. We can do it now. I don't know if what's translating, but I love to see it. Uh, the only thing I would say I'm a little disappointed in is that I believe DeAndre Aiden's only averaging like 10 points. That was very surprising to me. I really saw him being like now 18, 20-point guy at night. Probably an easy eight points off of lobs. And it's not happening. Um, here in L.A., we don't get the Suns too much. So it would be hard for me to really break down what's going on over there. But I want to see more from him. I want them to have to be on national TV because they're that entertaining. And unfortunately, I think right now they're not. But I think they're going to get there. The next team I want to talk about. The Los Angeles. Not Los Angeles. The New Orleans Lakers. New Orleans Pelicans. My boy B.I. is lighting it up over there. Josh Hart doing his thing. Not super huge on Zion, but he hasn't looked too bad. Really happy with what they're doing over there. I think they're currently fourth in the in the West, four and two record. One of those losses are really, really ugly to Phoenix. However, I'm not worried about them. I think they're going to be in that playoff spot. I don't know if they're going to make a big playoff run, but I like the way they're moving. I like that everybody's taking another step. I'm really, really excited to see them this year. Now, they need to be more on TV. Zion kind of gets them on TV, but I want to see the actual, like, the New Orleans Pelicans are playing a national TV type thing where it's often and I can watch them. They're not just shooting out Zion out there. I hope you guys know what I mean. Like, I want to see the team, not the player. I think we're getting closer to that. So those are the three teams I kind of wanted to focus on in the West. They have been a ton of fun to watch when I have been able to watch them. I'm going to go ahead and move over to the East really quick. 76ers. A team I don't even think I put in my little playoff bracket, the way too early playoffs. And these guys are 5-1. and one. Doc Rivers has got something going on right over there. Joel Embiid, I know, has been a monster. Ben Simmons knocked down a three the other day, and my phone got blown up with 100 notifications from ESPN. It is crazy out there in Philly. I'm going to be really surprised if they hold. Not, I know they're not going to be 5-1 and one or whatever, 71-1 at the end of the year, but these, if this team can go on and win like 60 games, not 60 games, but mm, 55. Mm, that might be too much. 50 games. I will be super, super surprised. I will be shocked. I think the whole NBA might be shocked. Maybe not. I'm not sure because they see the talents there, but it has never been able to actually mesh and work out. But it might actually be happening now. And I think we might actually have some competition out east now, which makes me really happy because that east has been a walk in the park for all the heavyweight teams. But I don't think it's going to happen anymore. Maybe these guys are actually becoming something. 
or maybe not, because I go and I look at the Washington Wizards, two and five, and sending out Westbrook already twice to rest. This team is two and five and should have playoff aspirations. And they're two and five and resting their star point guard. Un freaking believable. I don't know whose decision it is. If it's Scott Brooks, Russ's, somebody in the freaking office who's looking at a computer and says the minute show that he needs to sit. I don't know what it is. But when you're doing five, you need to be out on that court as much as possible. Especially if you're one of the better players on the team. You need to be out there with your team trying to get those dubs. No excuse unless you're hurt. If you're not hurt, suit up and get out there. Simple as that. And it upsets me because I thought the Wizards could actually make some noise. I thought they could make it interesting this year. And they're out here doing this. Some boo-boo nonsense. Boo-boo. And I will not stand for it. Or sit for it. At all. But there's been another team that's been a little boo-booish. I really like this team. I think I got Maddie to kind of like open his eyes and be like, hey, this team's actually not bad. The Miami Heat have been struggling. Two and four? I think they're two and four. I, I had it right in front of me and it's now gone. But I think they're two and four. The only thing I give them, though, is that Jimmy Butler has been out due to an ankle issue that he got on Christmas Day. So I'm going to let, let a, a, uh, give him a little bit of a pass. I'll allow a loss or two. But I go and I look at the next guy who's supposed to be Bam out of bio who you just gave $160 million to, to be that guy. When you are that guy, you cannot allow this many losses. When you are that guy, you need to put up monster numbers in order to help your team win. Not doing that. I said it from the beginning. I didn't think he was a max player. I liked him as a player. I did not think he was max money at the time. Now, I understand somebody would offer to him that max deal because he would have been restricted free agent and this, this, and that. And I think somebody would have offered it just because he had a great year. And I know that's why Miami has to do it. But at the same time, I wish these guys would take a look at themselves, not themselves, but the front office take a look at these guys and say, hmm, maybe in a couple of years he'll be a max guy. Maybe in a couple of years he'll be a top 10 player that really, really deserves those contracts. But right now he's not that. And if he's not going to be that within that five-year span that you just signed him for, you are wasting money. And then you're going to go out and put out a mediocre team because you're paying somebody who doesn't earn that, shouldn't be earning that much money that much money. You see it all the time. And that is usually the downfall of these teams. So I need the Heat to really pick it up, man. Man, I need them to pick it up. Otherwise, I'll be very disappointed at the end. It's going to be the same kind of sting I feel for the Miami Dolphins right now because I really, really, really wanted them to make the playoffs. I thought it would just been a cool kind of comeback story to show everybody like, hey, no more Tom Brady, we can compete. But it, it just didn't work out that way, man. Watching them today, too, as in Miami um, Dolphins and getting blown out by the Bills. Josh Allen only played a half. Matt Barkley. USC's Matt Barkley took you down that second half. That into his arm of or vision and keep throwing it to the other team. 
think he had like three or four picks. Ah, those stink. Those stink. But anyways, back to basketball. I need the Heat to jump up and start playing like they're on fire. In fuego. Like there's some heat around them. You see how I did that? I just need some of that so that way I can kind of feel a little bit better because I am worried. 72 games, you can't go on a long stretch of losing. 30 losses is probably the max you'll be able to have and make the playoffs. You're already wasted a sixth of those losses in the first seven games. It's not okay. You got to up, get it up. You got to get Jimmy Butler back on the court. You got to get Bam playing to all-star level so that this team could compete in the East. That has about seven good teams now. Maybe eight. Maybe. But I want to see him up there at the three spot, two spot like I predicted. Last team. <laughs> the Orlando Magic, out of all people, were the last undefeated team to lose. And I think that's surprising everybody. I think Maddie had him as an eight seed. And there's a number two seed right now. And they were playing good basketball behind Aaron Gordon. Oh, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross. You know, they're actually playing some good basketball. They've always had some players over there. I just don't know if they just they don't have that one guy guy. But I'm really happy to see that they're performing pretty well. The only thing I need for them to do is get those throwback jerseys, either during the Shaq days or the T-Mac days. That will complete the look. That's what's going to get them in the playoffs. You feel good. If you look good, you feel good. Feel good, you play good. Play good, you get paid good. And that's what they need to do. They need to go back to looking good. They need to start off looking good. But, uh, guys, that's a, that's about it. That's my little rant for today. Thanks for joining me on uh, Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy. And make sure you guys stay tuned because we got a lot, a lot, a lot of big news coming up. Um, I got a lot of things in the works. I'm going to be so excited to share with you guys. Just make sure you guys right now get your much loved shirt, uh, sweatshirts that I'm actually wearing right now. And they're super cozy. I like them. Got nothing but compliments on them while I'm walking around. Make sure you guys get your merchandise. Make sure you guys find us on at going deep with Matthew and Jeremy.com where you can find our episodes. You guys can learn about us. You guys can see all of our social media posts and maybe a blog coming out soon. That's my hint to you guys on one of the things I'm working on. But there's a I got well, there's a lot going on. So make sure you guys go there. You guys can even learn about us. We got the about page. Come find us. Going deep with Matthew and Jeremy.com. If you want to become an affiliate, we do have an affiliate page. All you have to do is fill out our form. We'll get back to you within the next 48 hours. But guys, make sure you guys also get your mother hemp gear. Not gear, but CBD. Because I know I have excellent pains, and I think you guys do too. So make sure you guys get them. Feels great. Right now I've been using their lavender balm, and I smell great, feel great. Everything's going well. Actually, I feel phenomenal. You guys can also get your phenomenal gear on going deep with MatthewandJeremy.com. But guys, thanks for hanging out with me. Um, coming back to you with more special guests coming up probably within about a week or so. Super excited to have this person on. My hint to you guys is that he was involved in Major League Baseball. And you guys need to, I don't want to give away too much. But I'm super excited about it. And I think you guys will be too. So stay tuned. And as always, everybody, much love.